Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Blister Podcast. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing and all of our other podcasts over at blisterreview.com. As a number of locations are beginning to welcome visitors back to the area, including the Gunnison Valley of Colorado, which is opening up this Wednesday, May 27th, we wanted to talk a bit about what it means to recreate responsibly in this time of COVID. And so we are bringing back Blister reviewer Sasha Anastas to walk us through some important reminders and best practices. In addition to being a Blister reviewer, Sasha is a physician assistant serving in the front range of Colorado. She is a passionate skier and mountain biker, and she has a long history of working as a mountain bike guide. So I think she brings a really valuable perspective to this conversation. And one important thing to say here, if you don't have time to listen to this whole conversation, then we strongly encourage you to, at a minimum, check the show notes to this episode, which you will find on our website or in the show notes on your phone, to ensure that you are up to date on state and local ordinances. And so with that, let's now talk about what it means in these times to recreate responsibly. And then let's be sure that our outdoor community is setting a really good example and not making this present situation worse for either our local communities or the communities that we might go visit. Here we go. Okay, well, I am here with Sasha Anastas. Reviewer extraordinaire, skier and mountain biker extraordinaire, <laughs> one of my best friends, a health professional. She is a physician assistant. She gets very mad at me when I say physician's assistant. So that was for you, Sasha. Thank physician you, Jonathan. assistant. No S. Working on the front range of Colorado. And the last time we had Sasha on a podcast was we published the conversation April 1st, and that was over on our Bikes and Big Ideas podcast. It's episode number 20. And the title of that episode is How the Outdoor Industry is Pivoting to Fight COVID-19. So we had Sasha come on to kind of give her sense, man, April 1st, that feels like about five years ago, kind of in the scheme of everything that's been unfolding in front of us. But we had Sasha on to talk in that case, kind of give us the lay of the land. And this was a conversation that was really focused at the time on the shortage of PPE, personal protective equipment. We were just starting to see certain outdoor industry focused companies pivoting to make personal protective equipment. So we had Sasha on to talk a bit about, you know, the state of the union, the significance and scope of the problem. And she did a really good job. Today, what we're interested in doing is as a number of communities are starting to relax travel restrictions, certainly this is true in Crested Butte. Uh, Crested Butte kind of is officially opening up this Wednesday uh, May 27th. And, you know, Sasha and I have been together. We were riding bikes yesterday and I was riding bikes last night with her husband, Simon. 
And we have just been talking a lot over the last couple of days about kind of best practices in terms of trail etiquette and the like. And so that is a bit of a lengthy explanation about our, our work here today. And so we wanted to try to get a little bit clearer on some of this. And so with that, Sasha, welcome back. Thanks, Jonathan. It's good to be back. <laughs> and um, where should we begin this? Um, I think that we, we've really come so far over the past eight weeks. Like we were just saying, Colorado put their stay-at-home orders in place, I think uh, maybe a few of a week or two before we had talked. And um, it does take time to see what the numbers do. And uh, because I work in the Front Range in Colorado, that's um, really anecdotally where my experience was. Uh, we did a good job and, and we did see the cases go down uh, to a point where we feel that up until now we may have avoided a surge. Um, it's hard to say if that surge will be around the corner as things loosen up. We don't have crystal balls to be able to see what's in store for the future. But um, all in all, it seems like the stay-at-home orders, the social distancing um, made a difference. And uh, now we're kind of at the place where everybody wants to get back to their normal lives. Um, I mean, things are not back to normal, and I don't know if they will be for a while, but we have to prioritize our mental health. And for a lot of that, that is getting outside. And so um, I think we're going to be able to get back outside, but we really need to be cognitive of how we behave outdoors, how we travel to different states um, in order to keep the numbers down and to keep us healthy. Yeah. And this is one of the things that we've been talking about the last couple of days is that I know on the one hand, there has kind of been the camp of like, everybody stay inside, do not go out for any reason type of thing. And there are very legitimate questions here about things like mental health and physical health, right? And so, you know, on the one hand, I think I understand the perspective that's like, stay inside, don't go out for any reason. But on the other hand, if and when and where it can be done in a safe way, getting out on trails to run or mountain bike or hike or camp, for so many people, that is a critical part of staying physically fit and a significant part of mental health. So I think if we're just trying to be clear, there are competing concerns and they both come from, I think, a valid place. And, you know, but I don't know, as people who love the outdoors, we just wanted to primarily think through for the outdoor community, you know, what does it mean to recreate responsibly outside? Is there such a thing as responsible outdoor recreation? What does that look like? And certainly I think as a big part of our conversations is like, yeah, we all kind of do want to be on that program, but if we're going to go do this, what does it, it like, let's not just turn this into a free for all. Let's not turn this into the photos that we keep seeing of like packed swimming pools with like hundreds and hundreds of people in them. You know, so I think we, I don't know, it whether we are erring or not, it seems like we kind of are on the side of like, yes, let's use these trail networks, but let's still try to do this 
in the most responsible way possible. So to reiterate what Jonathan's saying, um, if we look directly on the CDC website, um, they've got a great website, which I think we'll post um, in the show notes. Yep, for sure. And uh, it, CDC says verbatim, staying physically active is one of the best ways to keep your mind and body healthy. So they, they support the movement of going outside, which is great. It makes us feel a little bit more like um, life, life isn't so grim and we're not all prisoners anymore. But yeah, we, there's definitely things you can do to continue to mitigate the risk of transmission. Um, one thing we do have on our side, potentially, I think the science is still kind of being looked at now, is the summer seasons. Generally speaking, respiratory illnesses from the flu to other coronaviruses tend to dwindle down in the summer months. Uh, they're just not as transmitted as easily with the hot, moist temperatures. So we're seeing if the corona virus, the COVID-19 virus, if, um, if that has the same trend as most other respiratory viruses. Okay. So with that said, Sasha, let's talk a bit about trail etiquette. What do you got? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been pretty tempting to um, gather all my friends and go for a bike rides after we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, and so I think it's really important to really try to stay in small groups um, continue to try to keep your six feet of distance. Um, I think a really good practice is to always have a buff around your neck. I think masks are a little bit cumbersome and hard to wear when you're um, exercising, but a buff is pretty thin. And I think it can do somewhat of a decent job at uh, droplet, spreading the droplets. So I think that's a really good practice to have. We often encounter uh, hikers, sometimes elderly hikers who are wearing masks. And I think um, it's my responsibility um, to, you know, pay them back the the mask courtesy and put my buff up, maybe slow down um, while I pass them. And uh, yeah, I mean, really try to stay the six feet apart from the people you're riding with, ride in small groups and, and wear a mask when you can't maintain that six feet of distance. Kind of the same things that, you know, are good practice, generally speaking, but it can certainly be uh, transferred over the to the trails when riding bikes, running, what have you. One thing that we also need to uh, think about while we're using the trails is how to pass adequately, uh, maintaining our six feet of social distance and or wearing our buffs slash masks without widening that trail. I think that just takes a little bit more communication with the other trail users um, to kind of decide who's going to pass and how to do it. I think there is something to be said to do some research. Maybe this would be a good time to go on the mountain bike only or the directional trails, just so you're not encountering a lot of counter traffic or other um, user groups. That that tends to uh, minimize interactions, and and I think that's the the best way to be the most responsible on the trails at this point in time. Ultimately, I think um, the best practice as, at this point in time is to stay within the ten miles of your house. But as counties open up and as states um, open up based on how they're doing with their case loads. I think it's important that you transfer the same um, home trail etiquette towards uh, the trails that you travel to. Yeah, equally important, both cases, right? Which brings us to a good transition to how to travel responsibly and safely. Um, I think more so now than ever, it's really important for everybody to be um, to do their own research, to be their own travel agent. Spend some time on the websites looking up 
what areas are open, what counties are, are okay with visitors, what particular county rules are in effect, because as it turns out, every county has their own rules. Um, and it's hard to keep track of it all. So I think that's a really important thing to do. I think as far as traveling to National Park Services, uh, they may be opening some things up here. Uh, I think the best thing to do is look at the website, the www.nps.gov website, uh, and click on the state and the national park you're wanting to travel to um, to determine what's open, what facilities are available, and to pack and plan accordingly. Next thing I want to ask you about keeping in mind, and we're going to start with everything you just said about checking websites, checking in on local ordinances and the rest. So that that's a given. Now, if someone has done all that and is wondering about camping, again, be in alignment with local ordinances, national park ordinances and the like. But let's just talk a little bit about best practices when it comes to camping, camping etiquette. I think this goes, generally speaking, COVID-19 days or not, really, really camp in designated camp areas. I've seen a lot of information on social media saying that people, um, just thinking of Moab per se, are just kind of going there and it being a free-for-all and the locals going to their favorite areas to recreate and seeing mounds of toilet paper, um, camping trash, uh, things that are really just disrespectful. Again, this goes without saying COVID days or not, but now more so than ever, I think it's really important to stay at travel, maybe in just family sizes or small numbers, camp in designated campgrounds, use designated facilities. If you don't have facilities, pack in, pack out your trash, your TP, um, I think I think that's really important just to to continue to recreate in a safe and healthy way. The other thing that is helpful, if possible, um, just to use your local grocery stores before you go out if you're not traveling too far away from home. Um, I think that's really important. These are the grocery stores that you have been frequenting since the um, the stay at home orders have been in place. I think it's good to keep your contact limited to the areas that you've already had contact to, um, just in the case that you may or may not be an asymptomatic carrier. Um, and if you can try to use your local shop, uh, pack your own groceries, your own cooler, and bring that to the place you're going to versus going to that grocery store in that area, again, that's going to minimize your contact with um, areas that are new to you and new to other places. Let's talk about parking lot etiquette. This has been a thing, right? And so let's just go over this a little bit. Well, it's hard. Um, I'm speaking for my local area. I believe a lot of the trails are um, fed off of BLM land, which oftentimes has camping wherever you want to go um, as part of their rules or lack thereof. But uh, there's been a couple times that we've ridden up to the local parking areas and there's been a couple tents erected right in the middle of the parking lots. I don't think this is the um, time to push those uh, ordinances or lack thereof. I think it's really important to find areas um, if there is no designated camp spots and in, in the case for BLM areas to be a little bit away from other people. Again, minimize your contact or likelihood of contacting other people. I think that's really important. You know, one of the things that I've found myself thinking about is that, and listen, like 
just hanging out with you the last couple days and riding bikes, there is something that's very tempting to just assume it's like, cool, we're, we're biking again. It, this is great. Like there is a return to normal. And it is, I think, pretty tempting to just let the guard down, right? Oh, for sure, Jonathan. And on that note, um, I might be endorsing too much, but one of the things that kept me sane through the stay-at-home orders, because locally speaking, my trails were still open, um, was riding my bike between shifts. Um, Going to the hospital to work was pretty intense, and it truly had my sanity to give myself that one to two hours of just a break of, of how crazy it is. So for sure, it's easy to get done with that bike ride and go get your beer and business as usual. So this is one of the things that I was thinking about, frankly, maybe just to help me like be mindful is that one of the things as backcountry skiers, hopefully most of us are quite good at just being mindful of like, we're traveling in avalanche terrain or what are the potential risks and hazards Again, as a mindful backcountry skier, that's something that we should be doing all the time. And as frankly, we were riding bikes, you know, the other day, I am not accustomed to ride bikes thinking like with the same set of concerns or like risk assessment happening. So I, I found myself thinking like, maybe one of the little tricks we could do in this time is try to switch on our backcountry skiing brains, even if we're just camping or hiking or trail running or mountain biking, like there is that that switch flip maybe that needs to happen, or I'm, I'm throwing this out there, we'll see what you think of it, but like if we're out recreating now at this point in time and different areas are opening up, we go back to being like keeping this constant mindfulness that is a bit more analogous maybe to backcountry skiing than at least I'm used to doing when mountain biking. What do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, what we used to say when we would guide, we would have a little guide. Um, It's called the 80% rule. It's kind of like 100% you're going for it. Um, When you're in the backcountry traveling away from front country resources, emergency rooms, things like that, we would ask the guests to, to ride at 80%. Well, I think this is good. Um, One of the things we haven't said yet that is probably another good thing for us all to be mindful of is this probably isn't the time right now to go have the huge group rides or the big camping parties. Like, again, the more people that we're gathering together, the harder it's probably going to be to be doing a good job of putting masks on or keeping that social distance. And so maybe we just, um, we aren't doing the big group parties just yet. Anything else along those lines, Sasha? I think uh, one thing that I didn't mention before, but is instrumentally important moving forward is um, hand washing, Uh, washing your hands every time you get out. Maybe you're at that gas station filling up your gas um, before you get back in and touch your steering wheel, use hand sanitizer, Um, wash your hands before preparing food. If you're preparing food or contacting other people, washing your hands before and after, um, kind of being a little excessive about it, I think wouldn't hurt at this point in time. So again, we will reiterate, please, please look at some of the 
links to websites that we will have in the show notes to this episode. But other than that, I, I have to say, me personally, I am very excited and enthusiastic about this idea that uh, for our outdoor communities that we are making a move to like officially being able to welcome people to our trail networks. I just want as a community to really do this in a responsible way. To me, that kind of feels like winning. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm psyched to, to see that there's maybe more more places are saying, let's go out, let's recreate, let's be healthy. I just think we need to not make that mistake of just being like, cool, everything is normal again and everything is right with the world. Like there is a responsibility here that I think we all need to really be mindful of and we need to follow best practices. So let's let's try to do that to the best of our ability. Does that seem about right, Sasha? Yeah, I think you said that uh uh, very well, Jonathan. I think um, we can get a little bit of uh, relief from the heaviness that COVID has brought us and everything else, but we do still need to be cognizant of everything that's going on while we're trying to get a little bit of reprieve. Yeah. On that note, we'll call it good. Thank you, Sasha, as always. Good to be on, Jonathan, as always. <laughs> as always. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care out there. Talk to you later. Wash your hands. That's it for this edition of the Blister Podcast. Thanks to Sasha for the conversation. Thanks to Jared Farley for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. And on behalf of all of us here in Crested Butte and Gunnison, please be safe. Please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again next week. <laughs>